Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <sighs> and welcome in to Picks and Parlays Radio on this Friday, September 20th. Happy Friday to everyone who took the Jags and the under and Tulane last night. It was a wild night of football. Uh, we want to welcome, welcome you in to today's show. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. And also check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're usually the first thing that pops up. Really easy to find, and we also stream the show live every weekday, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern. Uh, we've got plenty to get to. Full docket today. Uh, we're talking baseball, we're talking football, we're talking NFL and college football uh, because we've got a big weekend ahead. Uh, first off, we're talking baseball. Got a couple games with Sean Higgs and the upcoming Monday night football game, Bears and Redskins, where the Bears are favored by four in that one. Uh, then next up, we've got college football with Chip Terimbus, FIU, La Tech, Le Nebraska, Illinois, and South Carolina, Mizzou, a big SEC East matchup where Will Muschamp has never lost to South Carolina. So, I mean, excuse me, Mizzou. Uh, so we'll see if Mizzou can finally get their number. Uh, it should be interesting to see Kelly Bryant facing off with South Carolina. Uh, the Clemson transfer is used to dominating South Carolina, but he won't have the talent around him, you know, this time uh, at Mizzou. Then finally, we've got NFL rapid fire uh, where we go over a ton of NFL games in rapid fire since. So we get in a lot of picks in a short amount of time with some great analysis from Tony T and Craig Trapp. Uh, circling back to last night, I'm not going to lie, the Titans just keep breaking my heart. They had just such a great week, uh, the opening week, beating the Browns. And then they, last night, ugh, don't even get me started. Yes, the other day we talked about if we'd rather have Gardner Minshew or Marcus Mariota as our starting quarterback. And we were kind of joking, but after last night, you know, it's, it's a serious discussion. Uh, so I'll try not to be too salty today on today's show. We've got a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, we'll be, ba be back after the break with some baseball and Monday night football. And welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find, usually the first thing that pops up. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. Right now joining us is Sean Higgs, who is not at the Area 51 meetup. <laughs> we want to thank you for joining us today. <laughs> it was like, eh, wait, Area 51, or come on a Friday Picks and Parlays show. So here I am. Well, at least you're not having to dodge bullets here. <laughs> what? No, wait. I, I could dodge bullets if I do what? The, the Nanu run? What is that called? Naruto run. The Nehru? 
Which, I don't know what that'll be. I don't know why that's their theory because we had this discussion in the office earlier. Naruto is, I think it's anime. <laughs> it's not reality. It's a fiction show. So I don't know Listen, what these people are talking I'm a, about. I'm a big cat. You know, we don't run from people, so I'm not running anywhere. I'm just walking in. Oh, no. With, like, my Negan bat. Oh, man. For your little alien friends. Yeah, I know. And everybody was talking about what they're going to do with their aliens. Going to dress them up and Show take them, the them to the Earth. club. Are the flat Earth? I saw furries are there. There's a lot of wackos out there. The flat earthers there, too. How does that work with the flat earthers freeing aliens? Flat earthers are in this now? I didn't know I they know. joined the chat. Flat earthers have now joined the chat. It would add to it. <laughs> I know. How many conspiracy theorists can you put in one room? That would be an interesting room to be in. Um, but yeah, we've gotten that's, way that's off track. Monday show. <laughs> uh, as you can see, we're all business here. All right, Sean, let's talk a little baseball. I bring it first. all to the table. <laughs> let's start off with the Blue Jays and the Yankees. The Blue Jays uh, dogs in this one plus one fifty five. Uh, Jacob Wag is back taking the mound for the Blue Jays four and five four seven zero. ERA and as of late, he has struggled. 8-7-0 ERA in his last four starts. The Yankees are sending J.A. Happ to the mound, 12-8 with a 5.07 ERA. He is 2-1 with a 3.46 ERA in his last five starts, despite battling some tendonitis in his left bicep. What are your initial leanings on this one, Sean? Well, one. Good job pronouncing this guy's name because I was like Wagyu. Back. <laughs> I thought he was like. I thought it was some kind of. You know, Japanese beef Wagyu. Wagus pack. You're like thinking of Wagyu of, beef. Of, yeah, it's an offshoot of Kobe. Whatever, listen. In this spot, you know, Hap's not having a good year. He's got a 5-plus ERA at home, 292 batting average against. We add in the fact the anxious clincher division, they're taking a night off. I mean, I get it, they're one home field. But in all honesty here, the Yanks are in trouble. They just lost their best pitcher, uh, Jermaine's gone. Who's... Who's stepping up for this team in the postseason? Great. They're going to make it to the uh, playoffs, but it, it's going to be a short run for them, I think. But back to this game. I was going to say, let's talk Toronto, about today, though. <laughs> they, they're, they're playing with house money. I'm getting 155 from a, a crummy pitcher from a team that's like every other team after they win. They're out throwing champagne on our face last night. You think they're really motivated to come in here today? Yeah, it's gonna that's be a, very true. You know, it's you're going to get a patch together lineup, and and that's that. Give me give me the young guys on, on uh, across the field who are excited to be playing baseball and getting called up. And listen, they got some good young players on Toronto. So, you know, 155 again. I, I'd be taking 155 against that just because he's hit or miss the entire season. Why wouldn't he be hit or miss tonight when he's been bad at home? So right. 155. Let's take Toronto. I'd like to see the stats on teams. Uh, how many teams win the night after their champagne celebration in the locker room? <laughs> I think the Dodgers just lost last week when they, Did they? After they clinched. Well, I mean, it's hard to be motivated when you know it's all gravy and you've got it all yeah, locked they're, up. They're throwing champagne at their heads at midnight. You sh I'm, sure they, I'm sure they don't go out in the city at all after that. For right. No, I'm sure they're in bed watching Netflix. That's it. Watching uh, Stranger Things. You, as you mentioned, the Blue Jays do have some hot young hitters. They strike out yeah. a lot, uh, but they do have some guys that are going to be probably stars in a few years. Vladdy Jr., uh, Kevon uh, Biggio. Uh, so, I mean, they've got some hitters. Listen, Hap gets hit 
The guy's got an almost 300 average against him at home. I mean, that's young guys. They're going to come out swinging anyway. So you're going to tell me they're not going to put the ball in play? And his total sitting at nine and a half too, which is, I think, a bit odd because if the Yanks play, then everybody's going to come in there and they're bringing their own number. So it's just a bizarre line all around. So I don't know. I like Toronto regardless, whoever the Yanks tried out there because I think Cap's terrible. That's All right. One. Well, <laughs> let's move on to the Red Sox and the Rays. The Rays are big favorites in this one. Uh, minus 185. The total sits at eight and a half. Uh, the Red Sox have all but packed it in for the season. It seems like they've already fired their GM, who won them a World Series, oh, just last year. Uh, tonight it's Rick Porcello on the mound, 13-12 and 12 with a 5.77 ERA. <laughs> a tough year for the former uh, Cy Young winner, Charlie Morton, on the mound for the Rays, who's been really good at home. A uh, 2.74 yeah. ERA, 7-3, and three, uh, and overall 15-6 and six with a three, 3.16 ERA and 223 strikeouts. So I'm, strikeouts. I'm assuming that's why the Rays are big favorites in this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his numbers are great, 223 strikeouts. You know, you got – everybody talks about Colin Verlander, but Morton, quietly, he started out a little rough, but, man, putting together 15 wins, a 3.16 ERA, excellent numbers. And, obviously, like the Red Sox, you can their GM, and then you try out – Porcello, who's having a miserable year. I think he apologized to the team for being so bad. 577 ERA in a year, 662 last seven, 581 11 road starts. Again, over 300 average against him. Eight and a half is a total here. Uh, Tampa might get this by the third inning by themselves. I mean, uh, the Red Sox got some hitters, and maybe they score a run or two, but I really think the only thing that really I, I don't like about it is Tampa's coming back from, like, the West Coast. So, you know, you come back, you're taking care of business at home, and you're getting back at the flow of things. Maybe they're a little sluggish, but I, Porcello's just been bad all year. I don't see how Tampa's not scoring five by themselves here off, oh, just off him before they get to that crappy Boston bullpen. So I'm going to go over the eight and a half. I'm not, I can't lay. There's so many huge numbers, 180s, 300s, 400s this time of year, and even the run lines are up to 180. So I'm going to go over the eight and a half here in uh, Tampa. Well, you mentioned a little bit of travel. The Rays are coming back from the West Coast playing the Dodgers, which they did win, 8-7 yeah. on Wednesday. They did have a day off uh, to get back to the East Coast because it is a three-hour time difference. So that, I mean, at really? least they have a day off, I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, the Rays are still playing for something. They're still playing for that wild card, too. Yeah, so they, exactly. So as much as you got to get back into routine with your family, you got to get back on that field. And – Listen, how good are the Rays? This, every year, they're just they're in it every all year. the time. That's what I was it's about crazy. It's crazy. I don't even know who this guy Meadows is. He's got 30-something homers. I'm like, who told me at the beginning he of the year that this guy's going to 32 homers? He was homers. in one of those trades, wasn't he? Yeah. He's, Austin I mean, Meadows. Was it the, the Chris Archer their trade? Their scouting is unbelievable. They're scouting their front office to get these guys. Right. They, they have a lot of really get, good um, homegrown talent. Yeah. But, I mean, they could they pluck it from somebody else, too. It's amazing. Right, I think they, they definitely won that. Chris I wish Archer they had money, trade. and I wish they were in a. I wish they were in a market that actually supported them, because they they would be giving your Houston's and Yankees and Dodgers a run for their money for sure, man. Because they they put a good team out there at bare minimums. Right. All right. Well, let's move on to this Monday night football game yes. uh, on on Monday. Uh, Bears, Redskins, Bears are favoring this one, minus four. Total sits at 41. Uh, the Bears are 1-1 one one with a win over the Broncos, a loss to the Packers, two very low-scoring games. Uh, the Bears have only scored 19 points in their past two games. Uh, Redskins are 0-2 with 
But I think they have covered in some of these games. It depends on the line you've taken. A uh, loss to the Eagles, 32-27, and a loss to the Cowboys, 31-21. Uh, initial leadings on this one. Yeah, Skins, you know, uh, I, I like them here as a home dog. I mean, I think I look at this, uh, the Bears. I'm not, a, I'm not a big Bear supporter. Great year last year. I, I think they're going to take a step back. I've been against them uh, the first two weeks. This game, I'm looking at the under a lot here. 41, um, it just seems a lot. Because the Bears' defense, it travels. We saw it in Denver. Uh, we, we saw it opening day against Green Bay. So the defense is still solid. The, the offense is horrendous. I mean, talk about wasted in defense. Trubisky actually looks like he's taking a step backwards. The Redskins' defense, I don't think it's that terrible. I mean, they, right. they were All had right. a good first what, half against the Eagles. We're running out of Eagles time. What's in, your pick? I'll run out of time. Uh, we're going to go under the 41 here. Well, we had to talk about, you know, you had to bring up Area 51. You love Area 51. I'm so, so. sorry. But we'll, go, we'll go under the 41. All right. That's our Monday Night Football pick and baseball talk from Sean Higgs. We're back after the break with more Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. I'm joined by Chip Tremis, and we do have some breaking news. Yeah, we certainly do. Yeah, Antonio Brown has been cut by the Patriots. And I'm not surprised, are you? I, mean, I was going to say, I mean, I thought they were going to at least suspend him or something. A, uh, Belichick had a press conference today. And he which said, he you know, walked out of. Which he walked out <laughs> of, and I guess... Uh, before uh, the time was out, I guess uh, Brown was gone, which uh, I don't know who's going to pick him up or what his future holds. Uh, I think he's got, we said, more than emotional problems. I mean, I think an, it's a mental problem. His narcissism is beyond uh, the cope. Repair. Really, but, yeah. It's hard with those diva players because they bring so much on the field. And that's the, the issue. It's like, where do you draw the line? Where do you cut it off? Uh, how much do you put up with when you deal with some of these players? Well, because he makes some great catches. It, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, but... Say with Beckham in New York, they really felt he was a big distraction, and other players weren't able to concentrate. They were they were breaking their routine. Trying to look what this right. look at this clown is doing was the quote that many of them made. And um, so sometimes it's addition by subtraction. Although a great talent is now Gone. been cut, he's out. Right. He's not with the Patriots anymore. I know. Even though I don't feel bad for the Patriots, they've got plenty <laughs> of talent. Uh, let's move on to some of these college games sure. as advertised. Let's start with Florida International. Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is favoring this one minus six and a half. Total sits at fifty-one and a half. Well, you know, it's it's not a highlight game, that's for sure. Particularly <laughs> on this Friday night, um, we promoted during the week that we would have Utah and Southern Cal as our play on picks and parlays, and it is up right now. We've hit six of the last seven college football releases, including last night's easy win with Tulane. And, and this, <laughs> it's so on, easy, Chelsea, right? It only never, took, never in doubt. I woke it up only this took morning. Them I saw the kneeling. final score, and, and that, that was it. But Louisiana Tech is, is 2-1 on the year, and um, they're the name team here. They're the Bulldogs against Florida International. Though, um, Chelsea, I said uh, they've got a pretty big name coach at Florida Yeah, we were talking about this before the show. Butch Davis is at FIU. If you remember, he was at Miami. He was at North Carolina, and I think he worked for the Cowboys as well, or maybe you it was know, the Bears. Well, you know, regardless, he's got this team where they're playing against better. They're a weak team. There's no question about it. Right, talent-wise. Talent-wise, and they're playing up to their competition. They're 5-0 and um, against teams with winning records against the points, and they're also 6-1 and against the points in their last seven on the road. The problem is Louisiana Tech is a much better football team here. Though they are 0-5, these two trends actually mesh together. They're 0-5 at home against teams with losing records. So you would think that I instinctively would take Florida International as a team 
the covers on the right. road. But I'm not going to do it. And the reason is James Morgan, and that's a quarterback for Florida International. This is a team averaging barely 100 yards a game on the ground, and their quarterback is completing less than 50% of his passes. And, you know, Chelsea, 50% of your pass completions nowadays is just not going to work. Right. And uh, there's a new game. It's a total <laughs> it's not dimension. Great. No, so I, I, don't, I don't think the Panthers, I don't think uh, Florida International has a shot here. I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. Louisiana Tech is my side. Yeah, unless you're playing for Army or a triple option team, 50% of your passes, not great. Well, they're only throwing two passes a game anyway. Exactly, so that's what I'm and saying. And it's one completion for 72 yards usually. When they do it, you know. <laughs> well, because it usually throws them off if they can complete right. it. Uh, but as we saw in that Michigan game, man, that quarterback, he just... <laughs> It's such an easy throw, and they couldn't make it because well, you know, they never practiced it. Right, and, you know, defensively you get lulled in where, you know, you just time after time they say beware to pass, beware to option, beware to pass, and you just mentally you just can't adjust to it because when they've run the ball 67 out of 70 times, right. it's just a mindset. Right. All right, let's move on to Nebraska, uh, Illinois. Nebraska favored in this one by uh, two touchdowns or almost two touchdowns, yep. uh, minus 13.5. Total sits at 62. This is a night game. Uh, it's at Illinois, which I'm not going to say is a home field advantage. They have trouble getting a crowd at their games. They do have Lovey Smith. We talked talked about uh, good coaching and how that can change a game. Uh, who are you liking in this one? Well, you know, good coaching. We're talking about the premier game Saturday night. Scott Frost is going to be um, on the sidelines for Nebraska. But since he's been there, this Nebraska defense has really been very porous. Of course, they still had that same power Nebraska offense, and they're even throwing the ball a little bit more, Chelsea. But Illinois opened the season with a big win. They sleptwalked their way through a victory over Connecticut last week. Um, I think the way to go here without having to deal with two-touchdown favorite with a team at home is the total. And Illinois is going 8-1 and one over the total after a straight-up loss. So um, that's a pretty big factor. They're 6-1 to the over on the field turf here. They're averaging 408 yards a game offensively, Chelsea. And Nebraska, of course, is averaging like 423. But they have um, a great number for you as well, is that seven of their last eight road games have gone over the total. So Nebraska and Illinois, I see this being a high-scoring affair. I think there's going to be a lot of points up there. A little side note on this is Nebraska as a um, franchise, as a franchise, as a, as a unit. <laughs> well, they sport. are a franchise. They, they probably are. make a lot of money. They certainly pay the players. <laughs> they certainly have a brand of their own, but they have 899 wins oh. for the school history. So they'll be looking to get their 900th win here, and I think there's only three schools ahead of them. And um, we're going to have to see. But this is um, – a 14-point favorite. I don't like playing those type of favorites for the right, most part. Right, that's a big and, spread. Um, I think the way to go here, that number 62 may be very imposing, but there's a reason it's 62. I think the winner's going to score at least 40 in this game. And also something of note, I think Nebraska has Ohio State coming up. There's something for that. Maybe point spread-wise you would think about Illinois, about taking the point, right. maybe a backdoor cover of some sort. Because these kids, and in the pros, we've seen it happen a number of times where at halftime they'll have secure leads and then they'll start, their minds will start to wander right. and they'll start thinking about and next week. And they put in the, the second stringers. Right, and they start looking ahead and um, sometimes they get caught against the points and even outright that often. Even though I don't think Nebraska can look past people after losing to Colorado, which I had money on that game, so. Well, if you remember, I promoted Colorado as my best bet that week, and you shouldn't be going against me, Chelsea, in those promo well, games. It took Colorado having, I think, a 30-year-old kicker <laughs> making the game winner. I, I'm not sure how but, the eligibility works but he there. Was, but he was eligible grade-wise. He went to class, and uh, he went there. That's more than half the football players in the NCAA. Well, that's college football for you. Sometimes you can't predict the endings. <laughs> All right, let's move on to South Carolina uh, at Missouri. This is a big SEC East matchup. 
Will Muschamp has never lost to Missouri. I think him and Barry Odom got hired at the same time uh, at these programs. It'll be interesting to see Kelly Bryant, the Clemson transfer, uh, playing against South Carolina, a team which Clemson normally dominates, but he doesn't have the same talent around him. Uh, when he's playing at Missouri. Yeah, and you know, the South Carolina team is coming off a really tough battle against Alabama. They did get the points. They covered the game, but they didn't quit, but they certainly were undermanned in that contest. They have a freshman quarterback here, which I don't think is going to help against this Missouri team, and I'll get to that in a while. This is only his second career start. Though non-conference while you said how great the, uh, the Carolina coaching, South Carolina coaching is. They're 12-5-3 well, yeah. yeah. uh, in conference games, the last 20 out there, and I'm sure the alumni are very happy about that. But let's take a look at this Missouri. They opened the season, Chelsea, with a loss at Wyoming as a two-touchdown favorite. Of right, that was a big upset. Big upset, and they had gained over 100 yards more than Wyoming. But what they weren't prepared for was Wyoming's running game, and Wyoming ran the ball down their throat. Since then, they've had two patsies. They played West Virginia, who was very, very weak, Southwest Missouri, Southeast Missouri State. They won by a combined 88-7, to and they've outgained Southwest Missouri last week 501 yards to 94. They're averaging 31 points a game in their last eight games, Chelsea. This Missouri is a juggernaut. This was a really a slam. The door slammed in their face against Wyoming. Totally unexpected. Late field goal beats them there. They were really surprised there. And I think they've rallied the forces here. And I can see them coming up big against the South Carolina team who's without their starting quarterback and um, I think is pretty much adrift right now for the season. I did not mention the line in this one. I don't know if you did or not. Uh, Missouri favored by nine and a half. Nine and a half is a strong number. And like you had mentioned, Musgrave has never lost to our much. Muschamp. Muschamp has never lost to uh, Missouri, and now he's that big of an underdog. It's sort of like last night when Tulane was favored for the first time in 24 years. I had to get back at you with it. Favored for the first time in 24 years, and they come up with a big point. To be clear, I did have Tulane. So oh, I'm just saying that you can't base your stats off that game. Well, not, yes, we can. A winner's <laughs> a winner because they have to play the full game. Tick-tock. It's over. You're right. And I mean, that's smart strategy. If if somebody's sleeping on you, you'd run a, a fake kneel and then you get some yards and then you win the game. Well, so. it, it, was, it was certainly shocking to us on the sidelines watching this game. And it was a great pleasure to see Tulane get it done. Yeah, if you have money on them. <laughs> Um, and we did. I will say Ryan Holinsky was pretty impressive against a really good Alabama team. He was actually uh, named SEC Freshman of the Week for his performance against Alabama. A losing effort, but here in the gambling world, they did cover for the South Carolina people. I took Alabama. Uh, another L for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but see, you don't know if the rest of this club, he may be really psyched and ready, but I think overall the mindset of this Gamecock club after coming against Alabama, where they really showed they played full bore, 60 minutes. They may not have it inside them emotionally and the strength to actually compete here. I, I think they're in trouble. Well, and they are on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, that counts for something. Uh, I will say Missouri sometimes is overlooked. I think that Wyoming loss, I wouldn't take it too heavily because it's the first game of the season. And these are and, college kids, and, and you know, they, they, they have looked better. And they so outplayed um, Wyoming in that game. I mean, they outgained them by 100 yards, which equates to 10 points in, in the statistical realm, or at least seven. So um, the fact that they lost the game is shocking to them. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shocking Statist to I mean, a lot of people. Statistically, it was as well. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was a big upset. Uh, yeah, I mean, and this is an SEC East game for both of these teams, obviously. So these games are always meaningful. That's why it's hard for me 
to for, lay it. For nine and a half points, yeah. because I think it's going to be a little bit closer of a game. It could always be, but um, Chelsea, be careful for that back door and the late cover. Because, uh, well, it who knows? I, I just think they're that much better. I think Missouri, um, if they didn't have that loss to Wyoming, um, people would be talking about them um, as a contender in the SEC, but we haven't heard anything about them. Well, they're still getting nine and a half points, so somebody out there likes them. Well, I think it's because <laughs> they are good. Yeah, I mean, I guess the odds makers agree with you. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, after I took Alabama against South Carolina, I guess that was a big spread for Alabama to cover. It was huge. I would and like to see if Alabama covers this week. I think it's you know, like 39 One thing we've always learned in this industry is that when you've been very, very impressed with one team or you've been very unimpressed with another team, it usually they're not as bad as you've seen them the following week. Right. And they're not you as can't good. overreact. Right. And, and every game is a new game. It's kind of like yeah. roulette. You can't yeah. be like, well, it's not going to hit seven again. Sometimes right, it does. Right, and they, they sort of come <laughs> together before it's all over, too. All right, good stuff with Thanks. Chip. With Chip, uh, we're back after the break with NFL Rapid Fire on Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, where we stream the show live every weekday, one Pacific. For Eastern, I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger is my handle. If you want to send a comment or a meme or something relating to Area 51, <laughs> I'm a big fan of those, those memes, especially as today being September 20th. Uh, hello, gentlemen. We've got Craig Trapp and Tony T joining us for some NFL rapid fire picks. And let's get right to it. Skipping the pleasantries because we've got a lot of games to cover. Let's start with the Lions and the Eagles. The Eagles are favored in this one, minus six. Total sits at 45 and a half. Uh, Tony T, where are you leaning? Yeah, I'm definitely leaning here on the Detroit Lions at plus six. Uh, I think it's really tough to back the Eagles. 31st pass defense in the league right now. Get up 340 yards, 65% completion rate. And also, you know, even if the Lions get behind, you got the king of the garbage uh, touchdowns and uh, Matthew Stafford who just seems to pad his stats a lot in garbage time. So the back door will be open there for the Lions as well. You know, they are moving the football through the air, 301 yards a game, 65% completion rate. And remember, they've covered four of five against Philadelphia. Eagles, slow start, September continues, 0-5 of the spread. And, of course, Eagles dealing with injuries at wide receiver and Jackson and Jeffrey. Lions hit fourth defensively in the red zone. Remember, Detroit really drafted heavily on defense, and I think uh, the Detroit Lions get the money in this one. Right. Matt Patricia is definitely a defensive guy, a Belichick uh, disciple, and the Eagles have had trouble covering some of these games where they've been favored by a lot. Craig, thoughts on this one? Well, you know, Philly obviously was a tough luck loss, a loser last week, had it fourth and long and uh, gave up the touchdown. Julio Jones, nice uh, nice play to get the touchdown on the screenplay. But I think if the Eagles would have won that one, imagine what this line probably would be at. I think the line overreacted with, of course, uh, Jackson and Jeffries injured. I like the Phil uh, I like Philly here to bounce back. I think they look terrible their opening game at home, still almost covered that game, uh, and then let last game get away. I think the Eagles bounce back at home. I think the Eagles minus six to the play. I also think the over here at 45 and a half, like uh, Tony said, this Eagles deep pass defense hasn't been very good. I could see a lot of points in this one. 
All right, Panthers, Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by two now. Total sits at 44.5. Of course, the news today being Cam Newton is out for this game, which means Kyle Allen, the former Texas A&M quarterback, will be starting for the Panthers. Uh, Tony, do you think this line has moved in the correct direction? Well, I'd have to say so. I like Arizona here at minus two. I don't think the opening line was good in any way, even with Cam playing. I think Arizona is showing me a little something here at minus two. Total 44 and a half. Uh, you know, Kyle Allen comes in. He did face the Saints last uh, year in a week 17 game. Remember, New Orleans had nothing to play for there, and Allen did not really look very good in the preseason. Let's face it, Carolina is now on tape. Defensive Corey's is seeing that there isn't many playmakers for this uh, team. They're stacking the line to contain Christian McCaffrey. Of course, tight end Greg Olson dealing with the back injury. He's questionable, but you know, the Cardinals showed a level of competitiveness. They tied Detroit. They go and get the cover at Baltimore. Everyone thought Arizona was go over there and play dead at Baltimore. They did, and they held their own. And let's face it, Arizona is throwing for 300 yards a game in their first two games this season. I'm going to take Arizona in this one. Right. As you mentioned, the Panthers didn't look good uh, despite having Cam Noon. They didn't look great with Cam Noon being the quarterback. And as you also mentioned, when you don't have the threat of the deep ball or a quarterback that can actually make some connections, Christian McCaffrey is almost canceled, and he's the biggest part of their offense. Uh, so that's a problem for the Panthers' offense. Uh, Craig, thoughts on this one? Well, I'm going to go against Tony again on this one. I like the Panthers here. I, I like actually all the backup quarterbacks, all three of them starting this week. So that's kind of a, 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 a see what's going to be coming up here. But I like the Carolina Panthers. I just I can't lay points with Arizona. I just didn't think they were going to be very good for the season. They're actually playing a little better than I thought. But I still think the Carolina Panthers have the better defense. I think Cam Newton missed several open players the last few games. And if he hits those plays, I think this team probably be 2-0. and I think uh, Kyle Allen can make those plays. He doesn't have the big arm, but I think he'll make the wide open plays. I like Carolina to win out right here, but uh, we'll take the points just in case at plus two. I think that's the question for a lot of Panthers fans. Is Kyle Allen an upgrade over what we saw in Cam Newton uh, the week before? I know he was hurt, but the problem is when they have those fourth and one or fourth and goal plays and Cam Newton, who is known for going over the top and scoring those touchdowns, you don't even use him on those plays. So that worries me yeah. uh, on that front. But Kyle Allen, you know what? He might be an upgrade over a hurt Cam Newton. Let's move on to the New York Giants and the Bucks. The Bucks favorite in this one, minus six. Total sits at 48. Tony T, how are you feeling on this one? Yeah, I'm going to take the points here with the Giants, plus six. Just not ready to lay minus six with Jamin Winston at quarterback. Here's the issue I have. I, I don't like teams that have a lot of negative yardage. You know, Tampa Bay, their first two games, 20 penalties, 153 yards. Winston has taken six uh, sacks this year as uh, the Buccaneers offense only generating 292 yards a game, 18 points a contest. The run game isn't going. We saw them beat a Carolina team with only one weapon on the, on the field. You know, let's face it, New York drew two strong defensive teams to open the season. Buffalo's, we know, is defending well. Dallas is a really good defensive team. A little step down in class here for New York. You know, we know Daniel Jones gets a start. He'll have his top target, Sterling Shepard, back. He's cleared to play. And the Giants are moving the football a little bit. Buccaneers have been good in the red zone. 29th in the league. Uh, bottom quartile in the league and on third down. Let's take the points here with the Giants plus six. I will say Jameis Winston did look a lot better against the Panthers. I think they didn't have a whole lot of faith in him, and they didn't put a whole lot on his plate. But he looked like he was making better decisions, uh, at least compared to his other games. Craig, uh, thoughts on this one? 
Well, I like this Tampa Bay defense this year. I haven't liked the offense. Like Tony said, it seems like they have three good plays and two bad plays. So it's like a lot of uh, just considering uh, that Jameis Winston was obviously number one draft pick, you would think he would learn by now, but he just throws really bad uh, uh, decision-making, throws a lot of interceptions. I think this one spells the under. I think the under 48, I think Daniel Jones will be a little bit of an upgrade for the Giants, but not enough, I don't think, against a pretty good Tampa Bay Bucks defense that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I like the under 48 uh, in this matchup. Okay, let's go to the Texans and the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by three. Total sits at 48 and a half. Tony, are either of those numbers uh, looking right for the picking? I'm looking here at the Houston Texans at plus three. You know, L.A., as usual, dealing with another injury issue. It seems like every year the Chargers just injuries, injuries, injuries. Adrian Phillips, their safety out with a, with, a, with a forearm injury. They're also without their main target, the, one of the main targets in the passing game in Hunter Henry. And then, of course, Keenan Allen has mispracticed with his knee injury. He's been limited. And, of course, there's a cluster of injuries to their defense. And you have to ask yourself, what would happen if the Colts had won that toss in week one? Charge could be looking here at an 0-2 record memory because that defense really looked worn out at the end of the game. A lot of mistakes last week in their loss against the Lions. Of course, uh, the Texans really played a really good physical game against the Jaguars, get the win 13-12, defended that two-point conversion. And uh, I do like the quarterback in Watson and the defense here. I'm going to look here to take the points here with the Texans. All right, Craig, I know you really like this game. Uh, you're talking to me. I think you have a promo on this one. Yeah, this is my top play of the week for uh, NFL Week 3. I really like this one, so get in on it over at picksandparlays.net. Actually, you can use the promo code. We have a promo code this weekend. Use that 15% off promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E, get you 15% off this play or my packages or even Tony's packages, any of our experts over at picksandparlays.net. Big fan of the primary colors. <laughs> yeah. Craig only likes like red, blue, green. You need to put in like magenta or something one week. <laughs> okay, let's move on. I'll, I'll stick to the subject. Uh, we're on to the Steelers and the 49ers where San Francisco is favored minus six and a half total at 43 and a half. Uh, Tony, do you think the Steelers look any better in this one? I'm going to take them in this game. Steelers plus six and a half. Looks like a little bit of an overreaction to Rotzenberg's injury. Of course, that Mason Rudolph gets to start. Remember, Rudolph won one of the most heated battles in the preseason for that backup position against Joshua Dobbs. He did put up good numbers in relief last week. Now gets to rest with the first string of practice. Uh, look for uh, the run game, John, uh, James Conner, Benny Snell and company to help Rudolph out, out a little bit. Let's face it, the Steelers had a tough schedule to begin the year. Patriots and Seahawks, 49ers, while they started at Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. They did benefit by many bucks and mistakes and uh, faced a really bad Bengals team last week. So it's a really a big step up in class here in this one. And one thing to notice, 49ers do lose their starting left uh, tackle in Staley. Uh, and uh, their defense on third down, ranking 26 in the league. I believe Pittsburgh generates just enough offense to cover this number. It seems like the Pittsburgh locker room is really trying to get out the PR on Mason Rudolph. It seems like all those guys are really singing his praises and critical me is like, well, of course, they're not going to say he's bad, and they're trying to hype him up. Uh, but you wonder if they are really that confident around him. Uh, Craig, are you confident in the Steelers' offense enough to take him? I, I like him. I think this is a one of the upsets this week. At the worst, I think we get the cover here with the six and a half points. Maybe even if you wait till game time, you get this at seven. I like the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. I think the one knock on, on Big Ben has always been he kind of locks in 
on, on one receiver sometimes. A lot of times, of course, it was uh, A.B. last year um, with the A.B. news coming out today uh, with him being cut, cut by the uh, Patriots. I wonder if uh, Steelers get back in the A.B. game. But either way, I think the Steelers, um, I think they'll spread the ball around. I think they'll run the ball uh, with Connor. I think this is a upset this week. But let's take the points just in case, get the six and a half with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not going to lie. I don't see A.B. going back to the Steelers. No, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> I wonder who picks him up, though. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Or if it's worse than some of those allegations have, um, you know, surfaced. Because I would think it'd have to be a lot for the Patriots to cut him. Yep. All right. Uh, we've got some more games to get to. Let's get to the Saints and the Seahawks. Seahawks minus four. Uh, total at 44 and a half. Tony. Yeah, I'm going to go here under a total of 44 and a half or 45 shot because the line is uh, moving around in different spots. Uh, as we know, the Saints uh, offense, just not the same on the road. Of course, they're staying out west in Seattle, which is a very difficult place to play. And of course, now Teddy Bridgewater, remember, he hasn't been a starter for some years. Now he has to deal with the crowd noise and the distraction there in Seattle. So that's another hurdle for him to, to handle here. Of course, to the Saints will look to Bridgewater as they lose Breeze for six weeks. I remember back in his days with the Vikings, he never got his starting job back, and he was pretty much one of those dink and dunk passes. Really wasn't didn't have an accuracy downfield. Of course, that so we saw the uh, Saints held at nine points last week. The Seahawks did catch a break with Big Ben going down in their game last week, but you have to worry about penalties. You know, with these running teams, you know they're calling holding a lot more in two games. The Seahawks have been flagged 18 times for 148 yards, so you got to worry about negative yardage there with with Seattle down in distance coming into play here on third down. Of course, uh, the Saints have struggled in the red zone. And, of course, Seahawks defensively are getting off the field on third down and doing a good job in the red zone. They seem to do that all the time with Carroll. So we're going under in this game. All right, we got to move to the hurry-up offense. Craig, what, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, I actually think we're, the key to this one is uh, Taysom Hill. I think he'll get a lot more action. I like the Saints and the points here. I think this could be an upset as well. Like I said, I like all the backup quarterbacks this week. All right, 30 seconds. Rams, Browns. Uh, Rams favored by three. Total 47 and a half, Tony. And this is my top play from the NFL. Check it out at picksandparlays.net for my Rams and Browns play, as well as my NFL packages. Specials expiring this weekend. All right, Craig. <laughs> for this one, 47 and a half. I think a lot of points here. And I think the Rams bounce back after struggling a little bit last week. And I think the Browns put up a bunch as well. All right, those are NFL picks. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me here every day, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, and also on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. Check us out on all of our social media platforms and give us some feedback. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And we also stream the show live every weekday if you want to tune in that way. We had a busy show today with a lot of picks and a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, so right now we're going to recap all of our picks from the show in case you weren't listening or if you weren't paying attention. Uh, starting with baseball from Sean Higgs. Blue Jays, Yankees taking the Blue Jays plus 155. Red Sox at Rays taking the over 8.5. And, and then Sean Higgs gave us a nice little Monday night football prediction. Bears at Redskins taking the under at 41. Moving on to Chip Chirimus and his college football picks. FIU, Louisiana Tech, I believe that's the game tonight. 
Louisiana Tech is who Chip's taking minus six and a half. South Carolina, Missouri taking Missouri minus nine and a half. And Nebraska at the Fighting Illini. Illinois taking the over at 62. And finally, our NFL rapid fire pick starting with Craig Trapp. Lions at Eagles taking the Eagles minus six. Giants at Bucks taking the under 48. Rams at Browns take the over. 47 and a half and here is what Tony T gave us for his NFL picks Texans at Chargers taking the Texans plus three Steelers 49ers taking the Steelers plus six and a half and the Saints and the Seahawks taking the under at 45 a lot of picks and I'm out of breath just from reading them so, so not quite in game shape even though I should be uh, it was a great show. We hope you join us next week when we are back here, same time, same place, uh, on Monday, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern. And check us out on picksandparlays.net for all of your sports betting needs. We'll see you on Monday on Picks and Parlays Radio. Bet, win, repeat. See you Monday. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.